There can be no doubt, leadership is what separates a place of work from a place to work. But what makes a good leader? Welcome to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast on leadership. It's for leaders. It's by leaders. Here are your hosts, Jim Livingston and John Nielsen. Hi, and welcome to episode six of On Point. My name is Jim Livingston. And my name is John Nielsen. So John, today's topic is one that is very true to our hearts, which is around talent, often referred to as high potentials. Now, we work with organizations all around the world, helping them to sort of identify and develop talent. And the one thing we've realized is that talent in one organization isn't the same as talent in another organization. But there are some core sort of criteria from which organizations usually define talent. Can you tell with us, tell us what those sort of criteria are? Yes. So, so I would say the first criteria clearly is around performance. Uh, so are the talents really consistently meeting and exceeding performance expectation? And also, how do they exceed it? Very important to spend time on that, but the consistency. And the second one is around their potential. It's a big word, but it's really, are they demonstrating ability, agility, attitude, aspirations? Do they have clear aspirations? Do they dream big about where they want to be in their career? And basically, to which extent are they also helping the company to move the strategy forward? And it's interesting, potential is the one that a lot of organizations struggle with because you know, how do you define potential? And every organization, potential is different. Certain elements are more important to some organizations than others. For example, in some organizations, they put innovation as an element of potential. So in some organizations, innovation might clearly be a very clear strength. But agility, do they have that mental agility? Aptitude, do they have you know, the brain power to move on and take on bigger and better things? Do they have the right attitude? I mean, a positive go-getting attitude is something we consistently see with high potentials. And, you know, another important thing is, do they want to actually move up the corporate ladder? Do they aspire to being bigger and better things? Are they the future for our organization? And I think that's the whole idea of talent. It's, are these people the potential future leaders of our organization, okay? So we know that you know, every organization defines it differently. What do you think are some of the common mistakes that organizations make when it comes to identifying talent? I was the first one coming to my mind is being too biased uh, in terms of the talent we identify when we select or our judgments, uh, because it, it, we really could have to come in with an open mind and not, I use a word, choose our favorites, yeah, because we have had more time with them or we know them for a long time. It's really coming back to what we talked about before, performance and potential, to really assess them against that and leave our bias behind. So it's assessing them against the criteria rather than having an opinion, an opinion or a judgment of it. And I can I give a quick example of this. I remember one organization I was talking to many years ago, the, the global HR leader, who you know, was very clear. They didn't believe that women were the right people 
for their senior leaders because they couldn't travel. This was the belief. And it's biases like this, these preconceived judgments, that is one of the biggest and most common mistakes that we see when it comes to identifying talent. So that's one. What would be another one? I would say focusing too much on the performance and forget or ignore the potential for the future. So if you just look at the results which were achieved, that's important, but you really have to assess and take the time to look into the future potential and make sure that just not because they get selected as talent, that's it, because it has to have a long runway. They have to have a long runway in front of them. So really a good balance between potential and performance. And this is a, a common criticism of, of a HR tool called the nine box grid, where you map performance versus potential. And the, the big complaint, the big sort of criticism is that people often get performance and potential mixed up. They are very, very different things, right? And some organizations might put an emphasis or more of an emphasis on performance. And we usually see that happens when they're not clear about what actually potential is and how that is measured. So that's usually when we see that emphasis put on performance. So that's two. What would the third one be? I would say being identified for the wrong reasons. So an example coming to my mind here is uh, you don't know how to recognize the employee. Yeah. So it's being misused as a type of reward. And clearly for me, being identified as a talent is not a reward. It's something about your future potential for the company. But also there are many other reasons why people might identify them. So maybe you have an example, Jim. I think, you know, putting, pe putting people's names up as talent or future talent, I've seen it done a lot because the leader's afraid the person will leave and they want to keep them there. They may not be able to match the necessary monetary rewards, but they'll try and reward them in other ways. So, yeah, I mean, this is a really, really common mistake we see them making in terms of identifying people for the wrong reason. Right. So there's three. I mean, what else can you think of? Other common mistakes when it comes to identifying talent? I, I have been exposed to this a little bit, but what I what I kind of saw happening sometimes is once you are in the talent pool, you're always a talent. And I think that is a big mistake because you can absolutely be talent for one or two or three years, but then you might have reached a level where it's time to take a break and other people might have more potential. So never assume that once you're in the pool, you stay there forever. That would be my one. And we see this with a lot of leaders, you know, who are very successful in one role and then they move into another role and completely fail. I mean, this is a really important point. You know, you might be talent once, but that doesn't mean you're always talent. You can absolutely fall from grace, right? So there's four really common mistakes that we see organizations make when it comes to identifying talent. What are some of the mistakes we see organizations make when it comes to engaging talent? That's not just organizations, but managers and leaders as well. Yeah, I think one of the things when we talk about engaging and making sure the talent is also staying with us from a company point of view, organizational, is to assume that talents 
are engaged, okay? Because your talent does not meet, then they are engaged, yeah? So make sure they're getting engaged and involved, okay? And it's a good point, right? You know, our talent, our high potentials will generally perform at a higher level than the majority, right? But that doesn't mean they're engaged. The difference is when they're really engaged, they'll perform at an even higher level. And this is one of the common mistakes that we make is we assume just because of their performance that they're engaged. Big mistake, really common mistake, right? What else? Wrapping them in cotton wool. So uh, to a certain extent, I call it protect. Uh, they should fail too, as any other employee, because through failures, mistakes, they learn. So make sure that we don't treat them differently because we are afraid we're going to lose them or having hard conversations with them. Treat them with, as with any other employee and don't wrap them into cotton wool. It actually brings me back. I remember five, six years ago having a conversation about this high potential who was a scholar, um, incredibly bright, brilliant in so many ways, so much potential. But you know, this person was put up on a pedestal, was wrapped in cotton wool. And I said to the talent management team and to his manager, you know, why are you not giving this person the opportunity to fail? That's going to be some of their biggest lessons and some of their biggest areas to grow is by allowing them to fail. Right? And with that, I remember three months later, the person was given two reports Six months later, the person was given nine direct reports. So it's, you know, it's, it's a really common mistake. If you want to engage people, don't wrap them in cotton wool. You know, you're not going to develop them that way either. Give them that opportunity to fail. Don't, don't protect them. Okay, good. Two, what else can you think of, John? Basically not holding them accountable. Uh, often when you are getting identified as a talent, uh, additional responsibility comes. Yeah? Make sure that the expectations is set and also that they're being held accountable for that. There is clearly accountability component here. So hold them accountable. The good thing is talent and high potentials will in a lot of cases hold themselves accountable. But the good point you just made is be clear about what's expected of them. Be clear about how they're expected to perform to what level, right? And really hold them accountable to that. It doesn't mean, you know, that you don't give them feedback. Absolutely do. When they don't live up to that standard, you need to make sure that they sort of get that feedback. Okay, so there's some sort of common mistakes we see organizations make when it comes to engaging talent and when it comes to identifying them. What are some of the things that leaders who are a manager's role in sort of what can managers do to engage and develop their talent? So, so it really starts with having a very meaningful development conversation, sitting down, understanding the talent's perspectives, what's motivating them, what is the right development for them, but having this really deep and detailed development conversation, that's for me where it starts. This is a really important point, understanding who they are, what they aspire to, what's important to them, what they value. And it's important that we differentiate. There's a big difference between a developmental conversation and a performance conversation. Performance conversations focus on the past. They focus on performance. Developmental conversations focus on the future. They focus on growth. 
And it's really important that we have those really meaningful, very genuine developmental conversations, not just ticking a box or a paper exercise. There has to be lots of follow-up. And that's what we mean by meaningful. So that's one, what else? Include them in strategic decision-making. Uh, really a great uh, opportunity when you have identified the right talent to understand how they would decide if they would be you or your manager and listen to their point of view, include them, make them part of these as much as you can of strategic decisions. Really powerful. Brilliant. We see a lot of organizations when they have that talent, they will assign them to different leaders and expose them to different areas of the business and really get them to sort of have better understanding about the strategic decision-making. So they're looking at stuff, not just from within their own little group, but they're seeing the bigger picture outside of their own little domain. So that's good, brilliant too. What else? I would say exposure. So expose them to challenging and visible projects. It's a great way to really care about talents to make sure they are being challenged with something which is a little bit outside their scope and maybe a little bit bigger than they originally thought it was. And also projects which are visible because visible projects have a lot of attention. There's a lot of questions, a lot of expectation, a great way to develop them and engage them. And the thing I like about this is, you know, a key, a key point to this is about putting people outside of their comfort zone. If you want to really engage and develop talent, you need to push them a little bit out of that comfort zone. Do it in a safe way. Obviously, you provide them with all the support and all the foundation, but, you know, you challenge them to sort of work beyond what they would normally work beyond. And that's when we really start to see them grow. Brilliant point. What else can we think of? Empowering them with, with additional responsibilities. It's a great way to really leverage the talent and, and give them some bigger additional responsibilities. I'm not saying give them too much work, but the type of work or responsibilities you give them. So an example coming to my mind is like, you could ask one or some of your talents to take care of your new hires to get them up to speed in minimum time so they do some sort of mentoring is just an example, but make sure you give them extra responsibilities. So it could, be, it could be giving them responsibilities for mentoring people that are new. It could also be giving them, you know, bigger or challenging responsibilities for mentoring senior leaders in reverse mentoring. And this is a really... This is something that's become more and more popular over the years, but it's such an important area for developing talent is sort of including them in, in reverse mentoring. So good one. What else can we think of? Anything else? Yeah, I would say making most out of every coaching moment you have. As a leader, there's many coaching moments when you have one-on-one -on -one conversations, development conversation, performance conversation. Listen, be curious understand how they think, learn something for yourself, but also help them to learn something new. So really use every moment you have to listen, ask good questions and learn from your talent. And this, this doesn't just apply to talent, this applies to anyone who you work with and all of your reports, right? But whenever there's an opportunity to help people develop and help them grow, by questioning them, challenging their thinking, challenging their views, make the most of those coaching moments. So there's five 
really sort of important things that managers can do to sort of engage and develop their talent. Um, if we were to sort of give organizations and leaders, but you know, more so organizations, we were to give organizations three really valuable pieces or nuggets of information to help them with identifying, engaging and developing talent, what would they be? I would clearly start with be really clear on what defines talent in your organization. Really understand where you are, where you want to be in the future and have that conversation and review again and again, because strategy can change, external market condition can change. So your definition of talent might have to be adjusted. So really make sure you take the time and are very clear on what defines talent. This is such an important point. Talent now, you know, post, you know, in the middle of sort of COVID-19 is different from talent pre-COVID-19. Now we're seeing excess demands for things like remote leadership, remote engagement, agility, uh, fortitude. We're seeing all of these new sort of attributes, which were always important and always there, but they're becoming more and more prevalent. So it's a good point, right? Be really, really clear about what defines talent in your organization and reassess that definition on a regular basis. Good. What else? Reevaluate your talent pool regularly. Really make sure you look, go in and see how they are performing, how they are using the opportunity being selected as talent, and that you compare to the new people you have hired. There might be a chance that somebody you hired three months ago is bringing in much more potential and something you want to consider for the next round when you identify. So re-evaluate is very important uh, point I would bring up here. Yeah, and we can't stress this enough. I mean, we see it a lot where talent's put into the talent pool. Someone's been identified, they're put into the talent pool and they stay there even though they're not living up to that potential, even though they're not performing to the level that's required. And, you know, that just sort of actually impacts what talent is and it impacts your whole talent pool as a whole. So a really good point. So that's two. What would be a third one? The last one would be around how, how you are really deliberate in how you engage and develop your talent. Uh, so, so really think about and plan for these conversations and be very deliberate about it because the way you engage with them, the type of conversations you have, and what type of development activities you together decide is really key to retain that talent and make sure they not only feel special, but also get stretched and use the opportunity as a talent to grow. So be very deliberate. It takes time to prepare for these conversations. And being deliberate is more than just having a template. Being deliberate is making sure that their managers are properly equipped with the tools to be able to have meaningful developmental conversations, that their managers are equipped with the ability to coach them, to lead them the right way, that people that they're, that they're communicated to on a regular basis, that they have regular feedback. So I would say this is a really, really key point for me in being deliberate, is really making sure that your leaders are really properly equipped to be able to have these conversations with people. That to me is a really fundamental point. So there's three golden nuggets. Be clear on what defines 
talent in your organization now, reevaluate that talent pool regularly, and be very deliberate in how you're going to engage and develop your talent from identifying them all the way through developing them through to having that career development plan for them. And then you have it. There's 15 minutes on identifying, engaging and developing talent. You've been listening to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast for leaders by leaders. Want to keep up to date or come on the show? Please visit www.northpoint-training.com slash onpoint.